Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another season of the Experts Podcast. Nick Hayes from Media Stable here, and I've got Carmen Braidwood. Hi, Nick. Great to be joining you. How are you? Oh, I'm awesome, Carmen. Just really excited for 2022. Me Look, too. Looking forward to your input and uh, and smashing out some of these experts in media because. It's a big year. It's a challenging year for many businesses. Yeah, it's going to be a different one yet again. Who knows what's in store for us in the West and over on the East Coast, we've got a lot to learn from you as well. Yeah, a lot to learn. You've been out there, you've been doing it hard and uh, we've got it coming here, but we are all one country and we're going to get through this. And, all in this. Together. And hopefully if you're listening to the Experts podcast, you're looking to actually improve your communication, looking to get yourself out there and, and we're going to help you, guide you, get you, get some of the inside secrets and get something that some of the, the people that are out there doing it and doing it well, mm. what's, their little, what's their little sugar and spice? What's their little secrets that they use to get out there? Yeah, it, it really helps to hear how other people have done it because you might be feeling like you're lacking confidence when it comes to this kind of thing because it is a big thing to put yourself out there and you might just need a little boost of support. And by the way, no better person to be working with when you need confidence in front of the media than Carmen Braidwood. There's Thanks, a Nick. There's a little plug. <laughs> and that's it. Owned media or your earned media, I'll, I'll happily step in there. Right. Well, we've got uh, a big one here. We've got Fran Hughes. Now, Fran is from Nexia Australia. She's got her own media profile out there. She's in the West Australian. She does a little bit of 6PR. She's moving and grooving and she's a bit of a speaker's mentor as well, a bit of a president down there. Hello, Fran. Welcome to the show. Hello, Nick. Thanks for having me. Um, Tell us a little bit about your uh, position there, not just at Nexia, but also too from Speakers Direct. Is it Speakers Direct, isn't it? Is it your... president of? Yeah, great. So the the community that I head up is Speakers Tribe Global. We are a group of emerging speakers all around the world, anything from the UK, US, New Zealand, Asia, and also every state here in Australia. Wow. And we really built this community up as a need for emerging speakers wanting to kind of create and build up their profile five years ago. Mm-hmm. And today we're, we're a global, we're all around the world. You do really great things for emergent speakers, like you point out, and I think that speaks to your superpower, Fran. Nick, you might not know this, but Fran is among one of the several businesswomen who I met with really early after I was um, axed on radio back at 96FM in For those of you in the West, uh, yep. know a lot about Carmen Braidwood's axing, but uh, if you're in the <laughs> East Coast, it was probably a high-rating program. God, where did she go? But now she's on the Experts podcast. Yeah, here. oh, luck, lucky me. Oh, I've, I've things are only going stars. up. For you. No, no, they, they are. It one, turned out to be one of the best <laughs> things that ever happened. But I was sitting there and thinking, I've got this little idea to coach businesses to speak on camera. Do you reckon it'll work? 
Fran was one of those people who said, of course it'll work. And I said, but who am I to teach people that? I'm a radio person. She goes, but we value what you have to say. Do you find that that is a common thing amongst early speakers, people who are starting to put themselves out there, that self-doubt that their expertise is of value? Yeah, absolutely, Carmen. That's a great point. And, and I say this often enough in that there is something burning inside of a speaker or someone who has something to share to to the world, whether it is, you know, an experience, a lived experience or uh, an antidote or, um, you know, something they've found that everyone else could kind of benefit from. But what holds them back, as you and I know, Carmen, is that confidence mm-hmm. to be able to articulate the message and get it out in, into the world. So with that in mind, my my superpower, as you say... It is a superpower. ...is to really uh, nurture and encourage small business owners. And I call them speakers, really. An emerging speaker is a small business starting to bloom and grow. Uh, and for them to, to really step through the, the training to be able to get their message out there and also then in, in embrace something, you know, a platform like media. How yep. do you get your message out there to, to media and how do you do it confidently? Um, and so that that's absolutely, that's the part that really kind of fulfills me. I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people that are listening to this because there is a bit of doubt. There's a bit of mm. imposter syndrome that kicks in and you're not really sure. And I, I've always found this, and I'd love to run this by you both, is that um, – Media training for me is not necessarily about delivering the best performance or the most polished performance. It's more about just understanding what's required of you and what the media is is looking to get. Hmm. Um, you know, understanding the behind the scenes because I think the reason we get so nervous around working with media is that we fear that we're going to mess up. We fear that hmm. we're going to say something or uh, one of our colleagues is going to have a crack at us for something and we're not really that confident about it or confident in ourselves to be able to deal with that. And, and I think that's the real issues that comes from uh, people being doubtful of whether they can actually put themselves up there. Well, I can, I can share my story, Nick, if, if I Please. could. I mean, no, I think back to four years ago. Look, I had a head up a, a wealth management business. Um, and a, you're the, the head of wealth. I, I mean, I, what a title. She's the leader of wealth. How much money is in your wallet right now, Fran? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll share about it in, when you do listen to some of my media <laughs> <laughs> segments. That's, that's true. Go um, on. But coming back to, to it, you know, you, sometimes you have this self-doubt. To your point, Nick, it's, it's you know, you want to be the absolute most professional person on media. You mm. want to be able to to articulate that kind of, you know, that message and and come across as being really credible. I remember that that one time that uh, I called call from you at 11 o'clock in the morning to appear on, I think it was Channel 9, yep. at, at, at 4 o'clock that afternoon. And I went into a panic mode. Oh. Now, what do I do? How, what do I say? How do I bring this all together? Needless to say, and I can share this with your audience, I absolutely flopped. And from then on, I was just just absolutely scared of being on media. Yeah. But mm. the one thing I could encourage every single expert out there, or even uh, executive or professional, is to seek the advice or coach. And yeah. this is where Carmen comes into it. So I look at the both of you and I think <laughs> about you know, where four years has gone. It's been a journey, hasn't it, it? Absolutely. And from that point of view, you know, getting someone like Carmen has stepped me through. What, what is that about? And what I learned from you, Nick, as well, is really to observe the business of media. What is it that they need? Because it's not about us really as the experts. It's about what we can deliver. How can we add value to media? Because value is not value until you're solving the problem of your listener. Oh, wow. 
Love that, Jeepers. What a good mentor you must have been there, Carmen. It was like it was straight from the textbook. Uh, Just absolutely beautiful because you've got to be a media asset. Yes. You've got to think like that. You've got to remember, as Fran says there, that it's not about you. It's about what you're providing to the media and what are they focused on? They're focusing on their listener or their viewer at every single stage. And I had to learn the hard way as a presenter that it wasn't about me. You know, it's the same thing. We all go through that journey. We make it about how our hair looks. I, I, to those who don't know my background, I went from t- from radio to do a lot more TV. And so I was really obsessed with the way I looked and I felt like I had to be a certain way and I had to perform a certain way. So I really relate to business owners who feel that way. Yeah. And I remember my frustration as a regular radio presenter uh, when I'd get a, a client who would want to come on radio and do an interview and they'd hand us a script and, the, and, I, and I'd be like, no, this, this is going to harm your business more than it's going to help mm. your business. Mm-hmm. Let us just ask you questions. Please answer them just honestly. You really, you really have to stuff up hard to stuff up. Yeah. And if you do stuff up, you've got to do what Fran did. You've got to own it. You've got to look at that stuff up. And what did we do? We watched it. Anything you've done on media that you think you need to just forget, I implore you to get the copy of it and watch it and analyse it and work out how you can do better. Such a such a good point because a lot of people are reluctant to go back and have mm. a listen or have a watch of what they've done. In fact, they cringe at it, the mm. thought of actually having to do that. Even oh. their, the sound of their own voice, they, yeah. they get all, <laughs> it all antsy about it. But you can only get better when you learn from what you've made as a mistake or yeah. ma- made a mistake. What was that like, Fran, going back four years ago, having a look back at that video? I, I, I kind of remember. I don't think you flopped as bad you as you didn't. think you did. <laughs> I think, but maybe your expectations and and wanting to be the very best at the very beginning. Oh yeah, you've absolutely. Got, you've got to train for this. This yeah. takes time. It is. It's, it's mastering your, your craft. But you know, to your point, I guess as professionals and executives, we always want to be absolutely hundred percent. So even every little or minute stuff up in our mind is just amplified. Yeah. So to your point, uh, what Carmen and I watched back the the interview, and we kind of just broke it down to, and that there's a tip that Carmen d- did say to me at that time watch it from a, from a third person perspective not from you being absolutely critical of yourself yeah and once you do that and, and my most of us who are professionals and, ex- and executives, we think of it through a very logical sequence. And if you can do it that way and think through, well, what can I, uh, what can I better from here? And that's kind of just taken me through and through and build up confidence. Yeah. And to, and today, you know, I write for the West Australian. I I, I make myself very much available to radio six PR as well as uh, here. But you know, t- one of the other areas that I've come to learn, I think this comes back to being around you Nick is that it's all about the relationships you know Mm. if there was anything that I would say to to any of uh, my my community and and speakers is that you need to consume in order to produce yeah in that you you got to be in there you got to understand the listen what the listeners are looking for you got to understand the the actual media what are they looking for? what are they serving who who's the master that they're serving mm-hmm. and if you can actually build out content that's going to really just plug in and amplify and enhance what they're already doing you're going to be you're going to be there for a long, yeah. long term. Oh, that's gold, Carmen. Exactly. Absolute gold. Spot on. So, if, if Fran, uh, to our East Coast listeners, is on Oliver Peterson's Perth Live. So, that's the drive show on 6PR. And Ollie expects a very high standard from his experts. 
he wants them to be listeners to the show. He wants them to sound like they're Correct. part of the community and they're weighing in on things. So if you can jump on as an expert, and I, I loved this when I was at 6PR. I loved it when someone who is an expert that we brought on the show would go, you know that thing yourself and Michael were talking about earlier, you know, if you can sound like you've been a part of the show and you, you, you sort of make a reference to be a part of it and then also deliver your content in a way that speaks to the audience the same way the presenter speaks the audience Correct. you know and and so ollie is the master of speaking like his listeners he's just a human he's absorbing stuff that's going on in the community he's reacting to it he's asking the same curious questions so when you're a guest on that show tap into what the 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 presenter is doing and meet them at their level yep. you, you don't have to be pristine and perfect we want the real person on the radio and i wish i could have intercepted a few client interviews before they made it onto my show to tell them that. <laughs> well, Oliver Peterson's a big listener to this show and his head has just swelled four times the size of its normal size. And now, truth be known, Nick, I only work with really good professionals in the oh, yourselves and Carmen at, and Ollie. Can we only have guests who pat us on the back from now on, Nick? Like, oh, this is great. I, I think this is all we're going. This is setting the pace up beautifully, isn't it? <laughs> hey, let's let's talk about it, Fran. And, um, you know, but why do media like mm-hmm. as a, a finance specialist, as someone who um, is is doing really, really well in that sector, why do you do media? Yeah, great point. I, I think I, I'll break it down to, to three reasons and, and let me kind of explain that. The first reason for a professional speaker is to be findable. I, I call that being findable. Yep. And, and what that means is as a professional speaker, you want to get gigs from um, bureaus, from event coordinators, you know. And, and so from that point of view, they're not going to find you unless you're, not, you're, you're visible. Spot on. And media makes it visible. The, the second part I also say, as you mentioned, as, as an expert and as someone who's also head of um, wealth at Nexia Perth, is that why do I need to use media? The reality is... Most professional speakers and or executives and professionals have got a message to share. Mm. And what is that message? Is the, the expertise on the field that they're working in. And my field is finance and it's about money and it's breaking it down to the everyday language. The more Australians can understand how to deal with their money from a day-to-day perspective, that, that's kind of what drives me. That's a noble pursuit, mm. Fran. That's a good thing. <laughs> and, and so for, from a speaker's perspective, why wouldn't you do, it, do that? Because speakers also have a message. They want to get to the, great, uh, to the wider community and also for the greater good. Yeah. And that's why you would use media. Um, but the third part is also mastering your craft. Yeah. So why wouldn't you put your hands up and, and work with someone like Media Stable to say, look, get me as many gigs as possible because I want to get really good at this thing called media. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, no, I love that. And I think that known element is is really key here. And particularly from a speaker's perspective and also too from your professional perspective, I want to work with the known person. Yeah. And, and, and anyone, you know, look, putting a speaker up in, in front of a crowd of 100-odd people, it's nerve-wracking for the organiser to, to arrange someone that that they don't know yeah. mm-hmm. or hasn't got that kind of profile that will attract an audience in the first place. That's right. Yeah. And media is a really big part of that. And if you can talk your way out of a tricky situation live on air, you will be able to talk yourself out of those live speaking gigs Spot better on. than ever. I, I didn't realise this. I used to think that public speaking was this separate thing to what I do as a broadcaster. 
mm-hmm. and I've since realised that it's my greatest superpower as a speaker is my broadcasting background because I can just figure it out on mm-hmm. the fly. That's wonderful. Fran, I'd love to know from you, as a person who's got a media profile that exists outside and above and alongside your role as a, essentially an employee for another organisation, have you ever had the organisation that you work for kind of go, oh, this takes up a lot of your time. Is this really worth it for us? <laughs> what do you say to people who've experienced that kind of feedback from their bosses? Yeah, look, that's a great point. And, and my encouragement to, to your listeners is to, I guess, you know, be absolutely confident and hold your ground because people follow people. Mm. And so if you're out there in the media, uh, you'll get a greater audience into that space. You know, if I think about it, that media is almost like a plug-in to a broader audience that you would not have otherwise got. Yeah. So if I look at, at the, the work that I do in media, it, it's, it's got me exposure to over 2 million o- over you know various uh, platforms. And so if people follow people and you work for an organisation that you're an employee of, guess what? That, the people will follow you into that organisation. Spot on. Yeah. It's to the benefit of that organisation. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's the greatest investment an employer can make in their person, really, to mm-hmm. grow their media profile. It, you know, these days, especially if you're employing millennials, you know, you need to be a very attractive option to maintain mm-hmm. them as an employee because most millennials I know, and I'm a cusper, I'm almost in that age bracket, uh, they're saying, well, I'd choose to work for me because yeah. I'm a better option than you as an employer. So you want to be a sexy employer that says, hey, we'll get you press, we'll invest in you, we'll do things for you. One, one of the frustrating things for me, Carmen, and for, I think the point that is is coming here for employers, embrace your employees to be walking billboards, yeah. speaking mm. billboards of your brand. Because at the end of the day, you know, there, there was once the time where we used to follow brands. We would, you know, you remember the big telecom sign and, and the big bank signs? They were they were things that you can, you know, oh, wow, that's, that's something that we mm. were a part of. But these days, it's the human. Yes. We want human connection. We want to understand what it is, the relationship there with the, the person Brand is second. Mm-hmm. And mm. a, a little message out to all employers out there. If you are holding back your staff or holding back the people that want to be walking billboards of your brand, mm. of your business, of your organisation, of your industry, let them be that. Don't hold them back. Absolutely. Uh, and I think it's really important that you, you you make sure that you use your assets and your assets are your people that work within your organisation. I, I, I would be... I'd be concerned if any businesses out there these days are holding back their people. Yeah. I mean, in, with the introduction of social media, you'd hope that they wouldn't be holding their employees back because, you know, it does just amplify the DNA of the business. Correct. Whatever yeah. that looks like. Yeah. Uh, and so if your employees are, you know, talking about their, their work day, they're really kind of bringing that culture into the everyday life. And really, clients want to know that you're accessible. And mm. this is a way that in the platform that you show them you are human, you're accessible, you have the knowledge and come on in. Yeah, and you can do that at any stage of business. You don't have to be getting the awesome earned media that, that Nick will get you a media stable to start this process. Sure. You can do it yourself. Yep. You can make things like this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, that's owned media. You're doing it yourself and it sends the message out. I don't know. Fran earned the right to get on this podcast, <laughs> I can assure oh, oh, you. Fran earned this. Hey. We own it. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. That? Hey, and, 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 and to the opposite point around this, because yeah. you know, as, a, as a business owner myself, um, you know, I've got staff that are reluctant 
to put themselves out there, whether mm. it be social media, whether mm. it be um, professional platforms. That yeah, yeah I'm because, used to being behind the scenes. Yeah, they're behind yeah. the nope, scenes. Nope. Behind the scenes, nope. you nope. can't push people into this that mm-hmm. don't want to be. Mm-hmm. So you've got to find that unique individual, that unique, um, that that one that wants to be the voice mm-hmm. and wants to be uh, an amplifier of any of the messages that you're there. It's a certain personality yeah. that's got to be there. And if you do, if you find the right people, they are so your best assets. They're going to be your, your greatest uh, cheer squad, your greatest ambassador. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I said speakers direct. I can't believe I said that at the beginning there, Fran. And I sometimes make mistakes like that just to reiterate. So it, it's it's global. It's the Speakers Institute. Yes, yeah, Speakers Institute is the training um, organisation. And the community of speakers that come off the, the training organisation uh, uh, is Speakers Tribe Global. Well there done. you go. Mm-hmm. We've got it out there officially now. You've now, done it through perfect. Now, correct. And I can assure you, you just don't get perfect with me, Carmen. Just letting you know. All right? This is part of my trait. Just so people know that it is me, I'm, I make mistakes all the time. But look, it, it is such a competitive space. And you touched in on this that speakers need to raise their profile. Mm-hmm. in, And media is a great platform to do that. It's not the only platform, yep. but it's a, a great platform to do it. But... <laughs> What kind of real competitive edge does it really give them mm-hmm. um, when they are featured? And and I, and I mean anything from podcasts through to Channel 7 Sunrise. What, what kind of real competitive edge does it give them? Yeah, so in, in Speakers Institute, we talk about the different categories that you could come away with as a professional speaker. Uh, one would be an entrepreneur. So that is you're the expert we talked, you know, we were just saying before, uh, as an organisation, why wouldn't you actually encourage that that aspect so an entrepreneur would certainly be a great public speaker be able to talk through the the business now another area would be an expert authority oh yeah now the expert authority is what really sits so comfortably in that media space because as a professional speaker you want to know that you're going to be i guess engaged with your professional speaking because you know your stuff yeah, yeah, that's and, right. And yeah. so, an expert authority uh, by being on media, you give it gives you credibility, doesn't it? It it gives it you validates it that. validates you. Yeah, um, and to be able to to talk through your your message, and so that's why you would, as a professional speaker, engage in media. It really gives you that credibility. And what you do is you amplify it after the fact as well. You know, making sure that it lives in perpetuity on your website. You know, there's a whole media tab on my website of all the media appearances I've ever had, not just as a broadcaster, but as a guest in my new, you know, confidence on camera kind of guise. It just amplifies that I'm a person who's in it and I'm part of it. And Fran has the same backing for her as a finance expert. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, I help you generate generate wealth. It's Mm -hmm. obvious because Channel 9 trusts me. Channel Seven trusts me. Yep. The West trusts me. You know, it's trust from the media that means me as a viewer can trust you too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, look, I can, you know, you cannot that you cannot actually pay for that mm-hmm. when you really come down mm. to it. Um, unless you're advertising, then you are paying for it. But um, but the credibility that comes from it, Fran. What you do with that, I love. I love the way you prep, and I, I've seen you work the, the the mentoring that you do with a lot of speakers as well, and in, in showing what you do in media as to be a shining light for them. But your pre-production, pre-media engagement, and your post-media engagement is second to none. <laughs> I think you you make sure people know that you're going on radio or mm-hmm. that you're on in print, and then you, you you do express the print piece yourself and and put it out there to that audience that 
isn't necessarily reading the paper on a Monday or isn't necessarily listening to uh, Ollie Peterson live, Perth Live. You do that and let them know. And I think that is the demonstration of your expertise, your, your authority in your space, letting and reminding those that may not be working with you right now but could be working with you in the future. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Well, you know, what I've also come to learn from Carmen is, is that repurposing your little piece of media appearance, so whatever that looks like, really kind of getting the, the audience engaged. And, and to your point, not everyone will be, will be listening to that particular segment at yep. that point in time. But that's not to say you couldn't kind of uh, then repurpose that and promote it and get them to the link because with this today as, as an example here we've got our podcast and you know that's going to then go out to a wider, a wider audience mm. did you know on youtube in particular some of the videos are clocking up billion views mm. and these are videos if i think about it even someone like fleetwood mac do you remember fleetwood mac oh. going back decades yeah mm. now it kind of building up a new audience um, and clocking up their views to the billions. Oh, my word. Yeah. I mean, my kids my, my kids when they wake up in the morning, they don't say, can, Dad, can we watch TV? It's, can I watch YouTube? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's their channel. Yeah, it's the number one hit on the internet for a reason and it, it's creating compelling content yes. that you curate yourself mm-hmm. based on your interests. You know, and you curate it, it curates, it, it creates something that you just are going to love and you can't take your eyeballs off of. So you've really got to be a part of that and you do that by either making your own content or doing media and then amplifying it and putting it on the internet so everyone knows it was there. Yeah. And they're building blocks. They're building yeah. blocks for people to find you, right? Mm-hmm. You're building your house, your media house that is creating that chance that someone is going to buy. And if you're not doing it now, look, and, and this is a, a call out to everyone, if you're not doing it right now, start today. Start thinking about this as a, as a, a, a platform, a foundation for you to be found in the future mm-hmm. because they're not going to pick up you know, a newspaper of 15 years ago, 12 years ago, and, and, and have a read. Uh, some of it, you know, might be online now, or a lot mm. of it is online now. But, you know, they need to find you, and you need to be putting that out there and, and building it on your platform, not necessarily theirs. Yeah. They say that it takes seven touch points mm. before someone would actually engage with you. Yep. So by building a little bit of, and curating to your, to your point, Carmen, uh, around the breadcrumbs of how they can find you, mm. media is an ideal way of doing it. One particular content, for example, that I might, might do at Ollie Peterson, uh, which might be a, a five-minute segment, I can start to cut up into pieces of a one-minute segment, a 30-second kind of, you know, catchphrase. or you know, So it really can be repurposed exponentially. Have you formalised your strategy for that repurposing or do you do it all yourself? You know, have you got a VA who's helping you? Is there staff at Nexia helping you do that? Or what's your approach at this stage? Yeah, great point. I wish I could say I'm just, I've got it all together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it all together either, friend. It's okay. But truth be known, it's, it's quite organic. I, I, yeah. And I love that because it's quite tactile and yeah. you, know, you, kinda, you can kind of build it up because it's also building on, in, in my view anyway, what's topical at the moment. So mm. if it's topical, I can bring a little bit of sound bites here. And, it's and a good idea. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think at the end too, I mean, the production itself and 
you know, it, it can be quite costly. Mm. But then at the same time, you find a good VA, I've, a virtual assistant, I'm assuming that mm. is for the those that are a bit dinosaur like myself. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you find that person that can help you, that they're a great asset. Yeah. But doing it yourself too, I mean, that there is a, 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 there's a lesson there. There's a there's a driver there that you can you can do it yourself. It's not impossible to do this, no. and everything is sitting on the net. If you're not using Canva or Audacity or mm-hmm. something along those lines, they're not difficult to work with. Yeah. It's just our time that's yes. probably the most costly of it. Time's the hard bit, you know, and that trial and error. Mm. But it can be incredibly rewarding. You know, I'm a I'm, I did a lot of background stuff on radio and started yep. in radio, learned how to edit things back then, right? But I've never edited or told stories myself on TV. I've yep. always been the presenter. Mm-hmm. And so going into the confidence on camera thing and learning to promote what I do, I had to learn how to edit videos together. And I thought I would never do that. But now I'm making really fun reels and well, TikToks. And I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, if you had seen our reel <laughs> when we uh, announced that Carmen was the uh, the co-presenter, that was a cracking reel. I love that. It was that. fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I enjoy it. Once I've got those little parts, I sort of lie flat out on the couch and just edit these before I watch the news of an evening, and I really enjoy it. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a, I'm a great fan of Carmen, so I'm always watching her reels. So if you haven't already <laughs> jumped on, please do. Jump on the Thanks. Experts Podcast. Jump on to Carmen. Uh, Instagram, it is good, good viewing, good reading. And and that is, I guess, at the end of the day, it's our bringing our personality out. Yeah. It's bringing who we are. And it's not just our expertise sometimes that the media is looking for. They want your personal response mm-hmm. to it. They don't want a robot's response. No. They don't want a political response, Mm-mm. you know, uh, rah, 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 message from politicians that don't even yeah. answer questions All or anything right like answers. that. All the right answers. No, screw that. No, no, they want you. They want it personal. And if you, if you want to sit on the fence, Media is not the place for you. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a position. It doesn't have to be right wing, left wing, uh, mm-hmm. chicken wing. It just has <laughs> to be. It just has to be your personal yeah. position and view. Organic yeah. and authentic. Was there a moment for you, Fran, where you had to really, you know, kind of step over those fears and reservations about showing the real you? What did you do to kind of get comfortable being Fran rather than a version of Fran you felt like you had to be? Yeah, well. At the start, I, I guess, um, and this is my encouragement to anyone who's who's kind of you know starting out. Look, I wasn't a, a natural speaker, and and so stepping through a framework really helped me to kind of say, okay, what is it that I want to bring to this space? What is it that that I want the listeners to walk away with? What would that one thing be? And so with with every uh, segment or every presentation or invite, I always think about well, what would the 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 actual host wanted me to, yeah, um, to bring to that to that segment. It's a greater way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah. So it starts with a framework, yeah. And I always build out on that framework. But you know what? Stories always tell a tale, don't they? So yeah. you've got to bring in your, to- your stories and really your own personality. I, I love it when I get get on six pr because you know whether it's Ollie Peterson or whether I was on Carl Langdon's the the other week when Ollie was on uh, leave. How fun is Carl? <laughs> I love working with Carl. You for never that, know what the hell is going to happen. Everyone listen, that's Carl Langdon, former West Coast Eagles, but he's been broadcasting at 6PR now for 30 plus yes. years. He's a true expert broadcaster, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. And I always listen to his fishing shows, so, so I wanted to bring in so a little bit So you're the one, you're the one that listens to it. <laughs> did you tell a fishing story? I tried to, in my own little way, tried to, to, <laughs> to bring a fishing story. I tried to relate fishing to uh, what to certainly what investing looks like, so kind of, hopefully it kind of went down. Oh, right. I love that, Fran. Don't that, you love that 
That Nick, is really good. That's you, big pats on the back to an expert. Correct. Isn't it? And you're tapping into his ego and you're tapping yeah. into his skill set. Shows you're a listener of the station. Yeah. And that you, you understand he's a footy player, he's into fishing and the broad, you know, like everything. If you've oh. got that right rod that gets me financial wealth, can you send it my way, please, Fran? <laughs> hey, right. we've run out of time. Hey, what a ripper. We could just chat for hours with Fran. I do. I hang out with Fran. She's one of my mates and she's really been a big support to me. So I'll just say that again. Thank you, Fran, for oh, everything you've you done for me. Thank you for having me. me. Oh, Fran, what a. Yeah, great insights into not just from a professional financial uh, uh, expert, but also too as a speaker. Mm. And a great message out to everyone, you know, trust yourself, get yourself involved. And also, you know, I love that little message that you sent that it wasn't natural for you to do this at the beginning. And now you're the prez of the, you know, Speakers Institute sort of side of it. It's just like, you know what, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Get out of it. Get out. Be comfortable, uncomfortable. Yeah. And uh, I think you've done that beautifully. Fran, thanks for joining us. If people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it? Yeah, you can find me on, on all social. So it's Fran Hughes, um, a financial planner, and just connect with me. Beautiful. Carmen, there's, that's our first one for the Sorted. year. Sorted. Done. Love it. Hey, we've got another big one next year, uh, next week, I should say. God, I'll get I'll get used to this uh, whole <laughs> podcasting thing again. It's been a little while. You had a good holiday, didn't you, Nick? I did have a yeah. good one. But look forward to seeing you next week when we talk to another media and another expert. Ta-da. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.com dot au